Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good Risings. I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. This week, we're taking a little time to reflect on work as it relates to satisfaction, to fulfillment, and to purpose. We got it started Monday with balance. Tuesday, we uncovered passion. Wednesday, we took a look at the paradox of efficiency. Yesterday, we took control of our free time, and we're wrapping it up today with One True Calling. Emily Wapnick is an award-winning author, community builder, and what she calls a multi-potential. In her collaboration with Ted, Emily begins by posing something to consider. How old would you say you were when you were first asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Three, five? As someone who's never been able to answer the question, Emily commiserates that it can cause us a good degree of anxiety. Emily shares it's not that she didn't have any interests, it's that she had too many. In high school, she liked English and math and art, and she built websites and she played guitar, and it continued after high school. At a certain point, she began to notice this pattern in herself where she'd become interested in an area and she'd dive in, become all-consumed, She'd get to be pretty good at whatever it was, and then she'd hit a point where she'd start to get bored. Usually, she'd try and persist anyway, because she'd already devoted so much time and energy, and sometimes money, into this field. But eventually, this sense of boredom, this feeling of, this isn't challenging anymore, it would get to be too much, and she'd have to let it go. But then she'd become interested in something else, something totally unrelated, and it would happen all over again. This pattern caused Wapnick a lot of anxiety for two reasons. The first was that she wasn't sure how she was going to turn anything into a career. The other reason is that she was worried that there was something wrong with this and something wrong with her for being unable to stick with anything. Wapnick says, if you happen to relate to this, ask yourself where you learn to assign the meaning of wrong or abnormal to doing many things. I'll tell you where you learned it. You learned it from our culture. We're first asked what we want to be when we grow up, when we're about five years old, when it's pretty innocuous. But this question gets asked of us again and again as we get older in various forms. For instance, high school students might get asked what major they're going to pick in college. And at some point, what do you want to be when you grow up goes from being the cute exercise it once was to the thing that keeps us up at night. Wapnick points out that while this question inspires kids to dream about what they could be, it does not inspire them to dream about all that they could be. The notion of the narrowly focused life is highly romanticized in our culture. It's the idea of our destiny, or the one true calling. The idea that we each have one great thing we're meant to do during our time here on this earth. And we need to figure out what that thing is and devote our life to it as soon as possible. But what if we're someone who isn't wired that way? 
What if there are a lot of different subjects that we're curious about and many different things that we want to do? Well, there's no room for us in this framework. And so we might feel alone. We might feel like we don't have a purpose. And we might feel like there's something wrong with us. Wapnick argues there's nothing wrong with us. What we are is a multi-potentialist, someone with many interests and creative pursuits. Wapnick goes on to share three superpowers of a multi-potentialist. The first, idea synthesis, which is the ability to combine two or more fields to create something new at the intersection. The second multi-potentialist superpower is rapid learning. When multi-potentialists become interested in something, they go hard. They observe everything they can get their hands on. They're also used to being beginners because they've been beginners so many times in the past. And this means that they're less afraid of trying new things and stepping out of their comfort zones. Wapnick explains that many skills are transferable across disciplines and multi-potentialites bring everything they've learned to every new area they pursue. So they're rarely starting from scratch. The third multi-potentialist superpower is adaptability. That is, the ability to morph into whatever they need to be in a given situation. Idea synthesis, rapid learning, and adaptability. Three skills that multi-potentialists are very adept at. And three skills that they might lose if pressured to narrow their focus. Wapnick implores, as a society, we have a vested interest in encouraging multi-potentialists to be themselves. We have a lot of complex, multi-dimensional problems in the world right now, and we need creative, out-of-the-box thinkers to tackle them. Wapnick goes on to say, let's say in your heart, you're a specialist. You came out of the womb knowing you wanted to be a pediatric neurosurgeon. Don't worry, there's nothing wrong with you either. In fact, some of the best teams are comprised of a specialist and a multi-potentialate paired together. The specialist can dive in deep and implement ideas, while the multi-potentialate brings a breadth of knowledge to the project. It's a beautiful partnership, but we should be designing lives and careers that are aligned with how we're wired. And sadly, multi-potentialates are largely being encouraged simply to be more like their specialist peers. Wapnick finishes by saying, embrace your inner wiring, whatever that may be. If you're a specialist at heart, then by all means, specialize. That's where you'll do your best work. But to the multi-potentialists, including those who may have just realized in the last few minutes that you are one, to you, we say embrace your many passions. Follow your curiosity down those rabbit holes. Explore your intersections. Embracing our inner wiring leads to a happier, more authentic life. And perhaps more importantly, multi-potentialists, the world needs you. Thanks so much for joining us on Grateful Grains. You can find us on Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. See you again Monday. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.